But this guy is like, I could tell he's trying to place it. He says, aren't you Scott? Are you sure you're not Scott Walker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are like, you sure? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. So I'm in line at the store, and a guy's looking me up and down, checking me out. Like, And this happens from time to time. I've been off TV for more than a year. So the guy working there? Or no, guy, another guy in line in front of me. Okay. Right? He's kind of looking at me, and he's giving me that look like I, he's trying to place it. It's out of context for him. He definitely knows Feels you. Feels like he, I've seen this guy before. This yeah. is someone I've seen. Okay. Okay. And, my kids ask, well, Dad, are you famous? I'm like, no, I have a job that had me in front of people for 20 years. It must like, happen all not. the time, though, right? But, like, Sure, because you're on TV for 20-some years, mm-hmm. right? People just uh, – but when you – it's like when you run into your teacher at the grocery store, right? Like, this is out of context. Yeah. Like, what's, what's happening? Worlds Plus, are colliding. I was going of. to work out. I look like a train wreck. I'm just – whatever. But this guy is like – I could tell he's trying to place it. And he says, hey, are you, uh, are you that senator? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Senator. Well, no, yes, said, yes, I am. <laughs> no, I'm, matter I'm, I'm not. And sometimes they'll drop it and be like, "Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry," and then they just move along. Sure. And it's no trouble to me. Just like, okay, sometimes I'll help people. I'm like, nah, used to be on Channel Four. That's it. Yeah, okay, right, right. So this guy, but he won't leave it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're like a politician or something, some kind of politician. And he's <laughs> insisting. I'm like, I'm like, man, I. I'm, and you're not biting, now. Uh, no, well... Why don't you just tell me who you are? Why don't you just tell me who you are? I, I could have helped, but it was like, I don't know, it like hit me wrong. It's like, some kind of, I'm not I trying to insult you. I'm like, well, I'm a little bit, a little bit insulted. So you said, I'm not a politician. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not at all. I'd be offended by that too. And he way. still won't leave it. And he says, aren't you Scott, are you sure you're not Scott Walker? <laughs> yeah, are I'm you like, sure? <laughs> so A, not a senator. Also not the two-time governor of the state of Wisconsin. I've never gotten that one. Right. Scott Walker, I suppose similar heights, similar hair color. I think I the governor's a little bit taller than me. A little bit taller, me. sure. Got a, about the same age. I think he's got a couple of years on me, but... Mm. I, I don't see it, but I get it. Like, you know, your, your, your brain is firing. Pistons are going. You know you know the dude somehow. Right. So I just kind of left it at that. Did you say you were? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I am the oh, what can I do for you? How would you like to contribute to my campaign? <laughs> right. I have this political action committee. We'd be glad to have your support. I've had it where, like, uh, this is years ago. I was at the grocery store, and I'm barking at the kids about something. Like, put that come down. Blah, 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 say, you know, saying something, and then, like. Proud parenting moment. <laughs> yeah, very proud parenting moment. And, of course, the checker's like, hey, I know that voice. And I'm like, oh. Great. Man, I really don't always yell at the kids, but I am right now, and you just caught me. Nice to meet you. I'm John Mercure. <laughs> 514 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After being the hero on Tuesday night against Baltimore, Joey Weimer was back at it over at American Family Field Wednesday night with not one, not two, but five RBIs, including this deep one in the seventh inning. Hit down the left field line. It is back. It is gone. A two-homer game for Joey Weimer. And the Brewers have on a 10 spot on Baltimore. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as the Brewers go on to win game two of three by a final of 10 to two. 
Corbin Burns got the start, and he looked to be back in his Cy Young form, tossing eight innings, allowing no runs, and striking out nine. But back to the beginning of the story. This one was all about rookie Joey Weimer, who finished the day going four for four, five runs batted in, and two home runs, and a Brewers record of 11 total bases. I mean, I think players get hot, and he's it maybe maybe take him, took him a little while, and he's obviously... In a, in a really good stretch right now where he's seeing the ball well, um, getting good pitches to hit, and not missing them. It's producing a lot of offense and doing big things for us. The Brewers will look for the series sweep later today. Coverage of that game will get underway right here on WTMJ at 1235. To the NFL, where things in Green Bay are looking a bit different this time of year for a change. The starting quarterback is actually participating in the offseason program and starting to turn some heads on his connection with second-year wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. I mean, I think it's easy when you've got a really good player. Um, they just kind of make it happen. Um, and it's easy to get them the ball. Um, he's catching it. I mean, Romeo's catching it really well right now. He's running really good routes, and he's getting open. So it's easy to throw it to open guys. Um, but he's been doing a really good job. And, uh, I mean, we've had that connection. We, we, we've done a lot of stuff last year, so just continuing that connection has been great. But he's doing a great job. Packers will conclude their organized team activities later today. Lastly, to the NBA, where Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets reclaimed the two games to one series lead over the Miami Heat by a final score of 109-94 in Game 3. Jokic and Jamal Murray became the first teammates in NBA Finals history to both record 30-point triple doubles. Denver will look to add to their lead with Game 4 scheduled for Friday night. Coming up, you don't have the votes. <laughs> Who doesn't have the votes and what it means for Milwaukee? That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Five twenty-one on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. History repeats itself in every way. Remember the cabinet battle in Hamilton, the musical. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals. We shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words, enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, because I wrote them. Ah, the rap battle over the plan for the National Treasury. The, the part that's germane to today's conversation, the founders back in the early days of the nation battling through the, the machinations of the Democratic Republic that they created and how ideas and backroom deals turned into action by getting larger approval of the whole. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> You're going to need congressional approval and you don't have the votes. So who doesn't have the votes today, Eric? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, the state Senate Majority Leader Devin Lemahieu. Yeah. How about that? Now, how about that? Wisconsin State Assembly passed a bill to uh, up state shared revenue payments to local municipalities and counties across the state. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. It includes a provision that would allow Milwaukee County to levy an additional sales tax and for the city of Milwaukee to create a sales tax for the first time with a whole bunch of strings attached, including that both entities would need to put those proposals to a binding referendum. In other words, you can't do all that unless voters approve it. And it puts local leaders in the unenviable position to have to publicly say, we don't want to put it to a referendum because we don't think it will pass. We'd rather just have you let us do this. Stick it to them. Well, Lemahue in the state Senate thought they might pass a version of a state shared revenue plan that removed that referendum provision. The Senate Majority Leader now admitting. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> so the last best offer appears to be this is the deal. 
as passed in the Assembly, as would be passed in the Senate, referendum and other strings attached, all included for Milwaukee. And that's Assembly Speaker Robin Voss's outlook. We already passed the bill. It's now in the Senate. Um, I think that the idea of having a referendum, some people have objections to, as you heard from Senator Lemmy, who I think it was on a front, um, where he said that he did not have votes without a referendum in there. So Voss saying time to move on. He did say that he met with Governor Evers earlier in the week, and there is concern that Evers would veto the bill if it had all of those strings attached mm-hmm. provisions mm-hmm. within it. So there have been negotiations. What are those negotiations, though? Because nothing is different. And if it can't pass, if some sort of negotiated, well, I guess the negotiation would be if the Senate were able to pass it without the strings attached, would you in the Assembly go back? Take it back and take a look at it. Okay. And then pass the same version. since they don't have the votes, here we are. But they, right, they don't have the votes to do that in the Senate anyway, and Voss has pretty much had it. Uh, As I have said before, it is not my first option, but if we do not get a deal this week, I think we should strip out all of the Milwaukee things. Um, And we will just focus on the balance of the bill, which is repealing the personal property tax and making sure that every community around the state is not held hostage by Milwaukee's problem. So that is not my first option. That's why we passed a bill which had solutions in it. But if we don't get it done this week, the only option they're really leaving us is to kind of pass the bill that we have. So, I mean, at some point, negotiations have to end and action or inaction has to take place. This whole thing has been strange and odd since the beginning. You've been on to that since we started talking about this before it was even passed in the assembly. When they even announced it, remember they came here, they did the little dog and pony show and and the rest of the state did theirs in Madison. Then Evers, or I'm sorry, Voss and others came here and the mayor was there and they had an event here in Milwaukee. And even then they were weird about it. It was like, we have this deal but, but we're we also still negotiating. <laughs> right? yeah. We're also still negotiating. So, like, and part of me, I have to, the, the skeptic in me wonders: Okay, was this the plan all along? Like, not to really get anything done with Milwaukee. The rest of the state is fine. We'll take care of that part. But here we are. I, I don't know. It just this whole thing seems very strange, and it seemed doomed from the start. And why is that? I think you're right. Always to be skeptical about: Is there a hidden motivation that we don't see? I don't see what that would be for Speaker Voss. I mean, there's there's nothing about getting a deal done with Milwaukee that gets Voss reelected as Assembly Speaker, Voss reelected in his home district yeah, in Racine County. So I, like, I don't see what that underlying motivation might be. Right, sure. So I feel like... But why? how do you have the votes and then don't have the votes? How do you have the votes to remove the referendum in the Senate and then, oh, by the way, I don't anymore. I I don't really have what I thought I had. Or was it a negotiating tactic at some point? I don't. I have no mm, no idea what why it why it came to where it is right now in the Senate. But that's where we are today, nonetheless. The months long negotiation involving Milwaukee and legislative officials and the governor on the clock and in danger of being fully undone. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals. We shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words. Enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, because I wrote them. This week, the Marcus Performing Arts Center announced Kevin Galinto will be the new president and CEO. Marcus Center home to performances, including the Milwaukee Ballet, First uh, first Stage, Florentine Opera, Black Arts MKE, and the popular touring Broadway shows, of course. Galinto, a Marquette University alumnus, tells me he is wrapping up his work in leadership at Washington's Kennedy Center, excited to get back to Milwaukee. 
development. I think it's a rich and robust artistic community. The theaters that are here and the quality of the theaters and the quality of the presenting companies and the arts institutions are, are just really outstanding. Talking with Kevin Glinto, he has been named the president and CEO of the Marcus Performing Arts Center. How'd you get the job, Kevin? What did you tell the board that caused them to say, this is our guy? I knew of the Marcus Center and I knew its reputation and I love the city so much. And I don't know any Marquette grad who doesn't have the same affinity and affection for Milwaukee. But the fact that what I've been doing for 25 years is really building diverse audiences for a wide array of different performance experiences, but then establishing long term relationships with those audiences. Talking with Kevin Galinto, he's been named president and CEO of the Marcus Performing Arts Center. You have to have the commitment to staging shows of all kinds. And, you know, there are there's the artwork that you really want to do and the progressive things. And then every once in a while, you still got to throw Oklahoma in there to, to help fill the seats and pay the bills, right? <laughs> That is absolutely true. And we are lucky to be partners with Broadway Across America and have the amount of uh, Broadway programming that we do. And, you know, and I saw this in D.C. as well. We, you know, we grow a lot of our audience who also come through theater. Either they're coming through theater first and then attend other things or they're attending other things and want to go to musical theater and Broadway and that that kind of programming and not just Broadway programming, but, you know, that kind of popular programming has to be part of the mix. That's Kevin Galinto. He will begin his work as president and CEO at the Marcus Performing Arts Center in July. 544, Brandon Snide has sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Marky Brewers, we're back at it on Wednesday night, welcoming back Willie Adamas into the starting lineup from his injury. And per usual, it was Willie who the one got the party started. To the left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone for Willie Adamas. He's back. Bob Euchre on the call right here on WTMJ. That was just the start of it. The Brewers bringing the bats out early and often, including rookie Joey Weimer, who finished the day with two home runs and five RBIs, helping the Brew crew go on for the 10-2 victory. Drills this one into the gap in right center. Back Santander, looking up, it's gone! Two straight swings for Weimer, this time a two-run blast, and the Brewers have a 3-0 lead. It was an all-around fantastic game for the Brewers, and that included Corbin Burns, who got the start, and he looked to be back in his Cy Young form, tossing eight innings, allowing no runs, and striking out nine batters. The Brewers will look for the series sweep later today. Coverage of that game gets underway right here on WTMJ at 12.35. To the NBA Finals, where Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets reclaimed two games to one series lead over the Heat with the 109-94 Game 3 win in Miami. Jokic and Jamal Murray became the first teammates in NBA Finals history to both record 30-point triple doubles. Denver will look to add to their lead with Game 4 scheduled for Friday. And lastly, to the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers will look to wrap up their organized team activities later today. So far, there has been some highs and some lows for new starting quarterback Jordan Love. But regardless of either, head coach Matt LaFleur is pleased with his play thus far. I'm less concerned about the end result right now, but I I do believe that if the process is correct, he is going to be more consistent. So within that, it's just the, the footwork 
the clean mechanics, keeping a base in the pocket, being able to throw at any point in time. Um, and I think just the rhythm and the timing, that's something that we've really stressed. I think he's done a good job, and is in particular this week, of, of making some really significant strides. The Packers' next focus will begin on Tuesday of next week with a three-day do- three mandatory minicamp. Up next. On Mercury. I need to talk to you about your Medicare Part B. I don't have that. Yes, you do. That story is coming up. So this surprises me not at all about our friend in the afternoon, WTMJ's John Mercure, who's with us now. My brother used to, for sport, keep telemarketers on the phone. <laughs> right, which I you, like that sport. You know Nick. Yeah, he, I don't. Oh, does that sound Yellow? about right? That was one of his games. <laughs> okay. Does that sound about right yes, for him? it does. Okay, it and does. now I'm surprised not at all to learn that you... What's the matter with you? You're not supposed to engage with people who spam your phone. I know, so here's the deal. I'm having some work done at the house, so... Numbers are popping up in my phone. Okay. Estimates back that I don't recognize, like a generic four one four number. Right. So I feel like I have to answer these calls now because it could be the painter or the guy doing my garage door. So number comes in, I answer it. Hello, this is John. How can I help you? Uh, hey, I, I'm calling to uh, check on your Medicare Part B. I said I don't have Medicare. Yes, this is this is Matthew with the okay. Healthcare Experience line. Okay, you have Matt. Medicare Part A and B. I said, no, I don't. He says, yes, you do. He's arguing with yeah. you over what you have? I, I said, I'm not even old enough. I, I, I don't have that. I definitely don't. He said, oh, yes, you do. I said, oh, yeah? Well, what am I paying a month, and what's my coverage? Uh, well, I, I, I have it here somewhere. I said, I don't have it. Yeah, you do. I can't believe that tactic works on people. Like, and it was aggressive. It was pretty aggressive. Yeah. So then I said, oh, Which, yeah? So, so John, of course, backed immediately down and hung up. <laughs> exactly. I was polite and hung up. Which was what you're supposed to do. I did not. So <laughs> then I said, by the way, where are you calling from? And he says, uh, River Hill. I said, River Hills? Yes. Yeah, that's yes, it. River Hills, that's it. So I said, no, you're not calling from River Hills. And he just immediately goes, you're right, I'm calling for Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. What is happening right Good. now? Good. Mercure wins. Yeah. And so I told Michelle, my wife, the guy probably liked that he was on the phone with me for 10 minutes. Because think about this guy. Everybody just hangs up on him. Everybody just, he can't get a sentence out. That anxiety of he's trying to say, I'm calling him. Click. I actually talked to dude for 10 minutes. Wait, was Michelle near you? At yeah. The- and so she, she was rolling her eyes like, what are you doing? Who, who are Why? you on the phone with, Why? right? That's exactly yes. what I would be getting. Like, she was who like, are you talking who are you, to? That she was. She was like, <laughs> hang up. Hang Leave up. the guy alone. Do you get these calls? I've been getting more and more and more of them. Well, because uh, because I'm not having any contracting work done, I don't I, I don't answer anything. So yep, I, I generally mean, don't either. Right. But lately, and and usually they just never leave a message or whatever. It just looks like spam, and that's that. But I've been getting one lately where there's an automated message that's left telling me, uh, "This is the service center. You need to call us immediately and speak <laughs> to and use this reference number when you call the service center." Like there's, it's never, and that, there's a tip off for you, folks. Is there's never, it's never identifiable in any way. Yep. They never tell you like it's about what issue or you know, it's just real nebulous to get Generic, you. Generic, yeah. And but it's funny yeah. the reaction that causes i mean it did for you it yep. did for me when i see that right away i'm like but the service center what what did i do do i need to take right this? do i need to take this do i should should i call them back the other one i got and i actually talked to the person was calling up my student loan debt 
hey, I'm calling because I want to help you uh, refinance your student loan debt. I said, I don't have student loan debt. Well, we want to help you refinance it. Did you hear me? <laughs> and I graduated I from college over 30 years ago. I don't have student loan debt. We want to help you with what? That's what's funny to me is, listen, once the gig is up. Right. Right. Like, hang up, dude. This has got to be the worst job in America, right? That's not a job. That's a scam. How? (laughs) It probably is. But this guy sounded like he was in a warehouse. I thought I sounded heard like a thousand keyboards clicking and a thousand people on phones in the background. I could kind of hear like it was just like this big, huge facility. Does it ever work? Does it? How often does he get a guy that needs Medicare Part A or B taken care of and says, yes, thank God you called. I've been waiting for you. And then it actually works. Well, how often does he get a guy who wants to argue with him? You're, I maintain you're he in a small it. group. Good for I, you guys. Was, I was probably the longest phone call he had all day. Uh, thank you, John. I'm sure. <laughs> thank you, pal. See, Mercure is still under the impression, though, that this guy was selling him a legitimate product or service. You don't see that, eh? Well, did you? No. He's saying, I need to talk to you about the Medicare Part B that you have or whatever. And he's like, I don't have that. The guy's insisting that he no, does. No, I, I, you should um, just give me some more information. Right. <laughs> let's, well, why don't you just tell me your information? That's right. And then we'll, and then we'll look you up. Yes, it'll be, it'll be great. Right. It's then we'll know for I, sure. Good thing I called. You don't even know you have this. 556, the business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. Uline wants to hire 200 more employees as soon as possible for a 100 million square foot building opening this fall. It could bring on hundreds more as it starts construction on the first of four massive new warehouses in Kenosha County. Fiserv hopes to occupy new global headquarters in downtown Milwaukee by the end of 2023, but it says it's still awaiting permits for the interior construction it's planning. The company's stock yesterday joined the New York Stock Exchange after previously trading on the NASDAQ. A neighborhood grill called the Edison will open in Milwaukee's Third Ward neighborhood later this month. The restaurant will be on North Broadway and will serve American cuisine with a spotlight on coal-fired butcher's cuts and seafood. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.